Get more ways to play on every sport. Baseball, golf, and Canadian football are in full swing. The action starts at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Bet before the game starts, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Doing it right since 1997, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, easy to play, and easy to cash out. Join now to see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Hey, it's summertime, and you need to get into the world's most comfortable pants and shorts doer.ca and use that promo code SDPN15 for 15% off your first order. Doer guarantees that these are the most comfortable pants in the world. And they are. You can use them on a bike, you can use them in the office, or you can use them out at a casual event. They look great, they feel great, and they move really well. And pants aren't all that Doer does. They do a ton of other things you'll want to definitely check out. Great styles in men's and women's. Go to doer.ca and use that promo code again. It's SDPN15 to check out Doer. This is Agent Provocateur with Alan Walsh and Adam Wilde. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Welcome to another episode of Agent Provocateur. I'm Alan Walsh with Adam Wilde. How are you, Adam? I'm good. I'm at I'm at uh, my girlfriend's cottage right now, so I'm out on the screen in porch. I'm really good. I'm happy, <laughs> and I'm excited for draft week in Montreal. We're uh, we're we're going to see you there. Uh, we're going to yes. see David Juracek there, who we're, you're going to talk about in a second. Um, our big SDPN bash is is uh, this week as well. So it's it's kind of neat. I've never experienced a draft before. Really. You've never been to the draft until oh, this. This is going to be kind of exciting week. for me. Yeah, never. Wow. No. So it's it's it's. I don't know what to expect. Uh, so I'm kind of. I'm hoping that this episode is illuminating a little bit because I hear it's just a blast. Well, um, it's it's actually uh, a really stressful time for me <laughs> i'm sure it is sorry it's great for the rest of us yeah. well you just have a lot of stuff going on at the same time because you're um working on deals with impending free agents right um you're preparing other free agents to go to the open market mm-hmm. and i mean free agency opens july 13th it's just a few days after the draft, there's everybody together in Montreal and then everybody scatters. Um, so it's a it's a busy, stressful time. You've got all the players that you represent in town and their families. Um, players usually have a lot of interviews mm-hmm. the day or two before the draft. Um, for example, our guest this week, David Yerichek, has over 10 interviews um, on, on the Tuesday, Wednesday, and early Thursday morning. And those are going to be with the general managers, um, assistant general managers, and, and usually a contingent of scouts, um, on all of those teams, they have conference rooms at their headquarter hotel and uh, the player will go in sometimes for 30 minutes, sometimes for an hour. Um, and, and, you know, you've got to, schedule all those interviews, move them around to the different hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a certain element of uh, stress, keeping that s- people on schedule and keeping all of that going well. So it, it's, it's a fun week. It is mm-hmm. the, the, the best time is being able to celebrate with uh, players and their families. 
after course. seeing players get drafted. But uh, this is going to be my 27th draft um, since I've I entered the business. And over the years, uh, accumulated a lot of uh, stories and uh, interesting and fun uh, tidbits that uh, uh, I'm ready to share with some people today. So now are the names redacted to protect the innocent and non-innocent here, or how are we going to do this? Are you, are you, uh, are you telling stories with names attached? Sometimes. Okay. Okay. I think there's a few, few stories I can include a a name on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Why don't we start with uh, the year Jonathan drew went third overall to the Tampa Bay lightning. So um, I'm sitting with Joe and his family. Mm-hmm. And he gets drafted by Steve Eiserman, the GM of Tampa, up on the podium um, with Julian Brisebois and all their scouts. Uh, Jonathan goes to the stage, uh, poses for his photo um, with everybody up there. And he then goes, they, the, the players drafted in the first round are then taken to do media. First, they answer questions with the broadcast media, Mm -hmm. and then they go backstage, so to speak. And there is a area set up for the just drafted player to have a media availability with a wider group. And the team had uh, returned to the table and uh, Julian Brisebois, who at the time, current Tampa GM at the time he was assistant GM uh, text me congrats. And then I text him back. Um, when do you want to talk about a contract? Ha ha ha. <laughs> and uh-huh. Julian gets up and they're on the fourth pick right now. Okay. Joe was third and he walks up the stairs to where we're sitting. And he says to me, uh, do you want to get the deal done now? And I said, uh, sure. The signing bonus is, was capped. Mm-hmm. The NHL salary was capped. Mm-hmm. The American League salary was capped. And obviously, at third overall, you're getting the maximum. Mm-hmm. There are what's called A performance bonuses, which at the time were capped at 850,000 and they offered that uh, right up front. And I happened to have represented the number three overall pick the prior year, who is Jonathan Huberto. And in the B performance package, Huberto had signed for B bonuses of 1,450,000 maximum attainable per year. So he said to me, since you did Huberto's deal and he was third overall, we'll give you the same deal you did for Jonathan Huberto last year. Okay. And I said, sure. He's like, okay, we have a deal. The fourth overall pick had just been selected Julian went back down to the table. I saw him speak to Steve. And by the sixth pick, he's walking up the stairs again back to me 
um, with the contract. And he wow. goes, here you go. I said, well, I, I have to talk to Jonathan and his parents when we get back to the hotel, but pending their approval, which I'm certainly expecting, you know, we'll have a deal. He's like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> so uh, Jonathan Drua was actually signed, uh, drafted third and signed between the fourth and fifth pick overall um, as the draft was going on. Wow. <laughs> Is that the only time that's ever happened, Alan? For you, um, I, I've never signed a player uh, that fast. That okay? Um, I I've signed players uh, a, a day or two after the draft, but uh, never never had a player drafted third who signs between the fifth and sixth pick. You might not be able to answer this question, but it seems to speak to the lightning organization's expedience on things. It seems like when they want things done, they're organized and they get things done. Is that fair? Cause it's, it's, that just seems to be the rep around the league. Am I wrong on that one? No, it's just like, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to sign the player. Yeah. We're all here now. Why wait? It makes perfect sense. Perfect. It's just not usually done. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Hopefully that happens for uh, Mr. Yurchak coming on later. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. What else you got for us? So there was another time. This is many years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a younger agent and I have a player ranked to go somewhere at the end of the first uh, to mid second round. And he's sitting next to me uh, with his pat with his family and around 20th overall, you know, the draft moves very slow and around 20, he's like doing this and he's his legs going up and down. And I, I leaned over and I said, are, are, are you nervous? He's like, no, I have to pee. <laughs> he's like, Can I go to the bathroom? And I'm like, no, I said, like, you know, like you could get drafted and the camera will focus on an empty seat. You know, they take a quick break between the first and second round. Back then, they did the whole draft in one shot. There was no first round one day and the rest of the draft the next. So he's like, OK, 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 I'll be OK. By 25, oh. he's going Alan, I really got to go pee. I go, listen, we're at 25. Looking at the teams, you could go any one of these picks. You can't go anywhere. Okay, okay, okay. We're going <laughs> 28, 29. I think at that time there were, there were 30 teams, 29 or 30 teams in the, in the NHL um, without some of the expansion teams. Finally, we get to the end of the first round. And I'm like, okay, first round's over, but we're coming back in five minutes. Come back. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He bolts up the stairs, gone. And I'm just waiting, you know, and uh, they take the break and they call the draft back to order and they're starting in the second round. He's still not back. Oh, First pick goes, second pick goes. Third pick goes for, and I'm like, where is he? Fifth pick in the second round. I hear his name called. 
All right. And he's not there. And I'm like, where is this guy? And I, I look back and he just came through the big archway at the top of the section holding a hot dog going (laughs) and comes running down the stairs. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, do I go? I go, give me the hot dog. Get get out of here. Get get out of here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Good timing. Really good timing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And another year, um, I had somebody I knew uh, working the um, technical side of the broadcast. Okay. And what happens is every team has a computer uh, on their at their draft table, and they're logged into NHL Central Registry. And the team actually types in the name of their pick. It goes to central registry and they give the thumbs up. And then the team stands up the whole group at the, at the table. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the owner there as well. And they all go up to the stage to announce the pick. When central registry gives the thumbs up, the name also goes into the broadcaster's ears. So they all know who's being drafted about a minute before the pick is announced. Mm. And it also goes to other people on the technical side, operating cameras and doing things behind the scenes. So I'm sitting there and I'm getting a text message about a minute before the player's name is announced of who's being drafted and I'm sitting there live and I have players around me and I've got parents and I've got people who work with me. So I decide, and I don't tell anybody I have this, right? So I decide around the 10th pick to have a little bit of fun. So I go to the person sitting next to me, who's worked with me for a long time. And I go, "Um, you know, the draft pretty well. He goes, yeah. I said, uh, who do you think is going to be drafted next? He's like, oh, I don't know. And he gives me a name. So I look at my phone and I give him the right name. <laughs> and that player goes and gets drafted. And he's like, wow, that's pretty good. So yeah, the next team is up. I go, hey, I think this guy's going next. Boom. I give him the name. Boom. The guy gets drafted a minute later. He's like, wow, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> and I am now five for five. And he's going, hey, everybody, this is incredible. Alan has predicted the last five picks in a row. So, like, everybody's kind of huddled around, you know, trying to and, you know, players and, and everybody. And I look at my phone again and I got the next name and I give and I give the name. Boom. We're at number 20 now. And I'm 10 for 10 and, <laughs> and everybody is freaking out. Nobody can, nobody can understand like how I could get 10 in a row, you know, <laughs> and now we're at 21, 22 and I'm banging them off 21, 22 and went through the entire first round. And what I started doing at around 24, 25, I'm making a show of it. Now I'm like, this is getting real hard. Hold on a second. 
And I was going like this. I'm like, <laughs> I got it. I got it. And I give the name and boom, that guy gets drafted. So <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> did they find you out or did you just let them feel or let I, them think? I, I finally had to tell them afterwards. Oh, I was wow. getting the names uh, one, <laughs> one or two minutes before, uh, before they were drafting. Yeah. I'll give you one more story. Please do. Um, the year Yaroslav Halak got drafted. And this gives you an idea of the um, unpredictability of the draft. Mm -hmm. So Yarrow ended up getting drafted in the ninth round by the Montreal Canadiens. There isn't even a ninth round anymore, Mm -hmm. right? And um, after the draft, uh, two scouts from the Minnesota wild came up to me and they said, uh, Halak to Montreal, huh? I said, yeah. They said, did you see what happened at our table? I said, uh, no. He said, well, we had focused for our sixth round pick to draft a goalie. And we had two goalies in the wheelhouse to pick. And one of them was Yarrow. And uh, we ended up getting into an argument at our table between Yarrow and the other goalie. And we're going back and forth, back and forth. And it's getting a little heated. There were some scouts at the table who really believed we should be drafting Yarrow. And there were others who equally forcefully believed they should be drafting the other guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, the GM at the time goes, all right, I've heard enough. I got to knock this shit off. Who's the taller goalie? And they said, well, the other guy, that's our pick. Go draft him. So they ended up drafting this goalie who was six foot three, who never signed an NHL contract, never played a game in the NHL or the American League. And Yaroslav Halak drafted in the ninth round is approaching 300 NHL wins. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Alan, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to believe it. I think a lot of people got it some insight in this with like a movie like Moneyball. Uh, what goes into scouting and what goes on at those tables? I've heard that those tables can be pretty contentious and, you know, everybody's all dressed up and it's supposed to be celebratory, but I've heard of some arguments on that draft floor before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, now- and, and there've been some legendary battles at the table over different players. Um, usually happens more in an earlier round. Okay. Certainly not not the first round, but when you get to the, I mean, I think the first round, the battles are not going to be at the table. They're going to be in the room in the weeks leading up to the draft. But in 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 the mid to later rounds, um, there are scouts who believe they found a um, a jewel in the rough and and they want to take him, and and there could be pushback and there could be a lot of back and forth um, at the table. Wow. And and let me ask you this, because I want to go back to something you said earlier about what David Yurchak's schedule is going to be. You said you got 10 interviews. A lot of people are going to hear that and go, well, didn't these teams do their homework? Like, didn't 
Did they, could they not have linked them up on Zoom or why so many interviews in the last few days? What what more could these teams want to know or have they even reached out? I think that um, every team that is uh, scheduled to meet with David uh, in Montreal in person the week of the draft has already interviewed him. And sometimes he's been interviewed multiple times, but he may have been uh, only interviewed by the chief scout or by the Czech scouts. Okay. Um, and this is an opportunity to come in. Uh, sometimes the owner is sitting in on these meetings, uh, the team president, uh, general manager, uh, all the assistant general managers. So uh, many teams have already done GM, assistant GM, and scout Zoom calls with mm -hmm. players. But this is an opportunity to sit and meet face-to-face, -face, spend an extra half hour with the player. And I'm sure they're meeting with all the players that they have ranked in their in their wheelhouse, you know. So so if you're um, um, New Jersey or Arizona or uh, Buffalo or Philadelphia, Columbus, you're going to probably interview, you know, eight to ten guys right. who are all in that, you know, realm of possi of possibilities. Wow. I mean, listen, if you, you forget sometimes that these guys are 17 or 18 years old too, right? You know, that's, that's, you know, that, that many interviews just interviewing for a normal job in your thirties is, is something, but you know, uh, when you prep a prospect for that, I mean, you've had guys, you just said you had two third overalls in a row in Huberto and Drouin. Um, what do you say to those guys? How do you prep them for interviews like that? Cause it's gotta be stressful, a bit of a carousel for a kid essentially. I, I think the biggest mistake you can make as an, as an agent is to send players into interviews with canned, rehearsed answers. I think it's fairly transparent when you have people on the other side experienced in um, interviewing draft prospects year after year after year to be given um cliched uh canned answers uh it defeats the whole purpose i think it makes the player ultimately look bad right so so i say i say to the player listen go in there answer every question to the best of your ability be honest mm -hmm. you know yes here are some you know before their first few interviews here are some Typical questions that get asked. They'll ask you questions about your family, about growing up, your background, where you played minor hockey. You know, do you have any brothers and sisters? How many? What do they, you know, what does your mom and dad do? Do they work outside the home? Uh, but mainly biographical stuff. Uh, but when they get into the hockey stuff, there's no real, um, preparation by saying, okay, you know, here's what's going to be asked. And this is the way I want you to answer. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's people who do that. Uh, I don't do that. And I think ultimately um, it, it's, it's wasting people's time mm -hmm. and, okay. and it's fairly transparent that you're not getting the player's answer. You're getting the agent's answer for the player. Right. Okay.
And that makes, a, you know, that can make a huge difference with an organization, right? They want the real. Sure. Um, so Alan, who are we about to bring on here? So we're going to bring on uh, David Yurichek, uh, who is a noted Alan Walsh client. <laughs> uh, he's uh, ranked, uh, depending on who you speak to, either the first or the second defenseman available in the draft. He's one of the top prospects. He probably can go anywhere from two to eight or nine. Uh, that's his range in the first round. Um, he's a six foot three, six foot four, uh, smooth skating defenseman, um, known for uh, his shot and uh, and his uh, uh, propensity for open ice hits. Um, he's, he's, he's hungry. It's, it's so much fun working with young kids like this and getting to know them and getting to know their families. It's the beginning of the relationship. I started like this with almost every player I represent. And we look back on these days when the player is in his thirties, married with kids and laugh about the different things that happened. So it's just going back and starting the cycle all over again. Um, so, uh, we're going to have a, we're going to bring him on. We're going to do mm -hmm. an interview with him. Uh, it's the first time I've ever interviewed my own client, uh, before the NHL draft. Oh, so yeah. it's something new and different for me as well. Um, and I hope everybody enjoys it. All right, let's get to it. Let's do it. Our guest today is one of the top ranked prospects for the NHL draft this year, coming up in a few days. He's a six foot three, smooth skating, right shot defenseman, hailing from Katovi, Czech Republic, known for his booming shot and propensity for open ice hits. This season with HC Pilsen in the Czech Extra Liga. In 29 games, he had five goals, six assists, 11 points. That's the Czech. Men's Pro League. Let's give a big welcome to David Yurichek. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Alan. How's it going, David? <laughs> great, great. And you? Very good. Very yeah. good. I should say at the in the introduction, noted Alan Walsh client. David <laughs> That's <Yuri> right. Because, <laughs> Very important. Because full disclosure, we all work together. And I thought with the NHL draft coming up, this would be a great opportunity for um, everyone to get to hear from you and learn a little bit about who you are, uh, what kind of player you are. So I have some questions for you with Adam. How do you feel about going forward and diving in and getting through some questions? I'm ready for that, so we can go. Okay. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, how did you start playing hockey? Um, who brought you to the game? Uh, where you played growing up? Why don't you start there? Well, I think uh, if if uh, I had uh, three three years old, uh, uh, first time uh, my dad br bring me to stadium and uh, 
first steps uh, on the ice uh, was in Katowice. So uh, I think uh, uh, I cry a little bit. I think I cried a little bit. So <laughs> tough, me tough, too. Uh, Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But I didn't make tough it as far as you have. <laughs> tough start for me, but uh, uh, I love hockey now. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. And were you a defenseman from the very beginning? I was forward to, I don't know, 13 years old. Uh, uh, I was forward. And then, then uh, I moved to, uh, I moved to Frozen and there uh, I was D-man. Okay. When you were, um, you know, younger, were you always one of the tallest people with your age group or were you smaller and grow later? I, I I grew up, I think uh, at I don't know 14 15 years old so uh, I am not the tallest uh, so but uh, this uh, uh, I don't know maybe four, 14 15 centimeters for one year so wow so I started going as you know to Czech Republic uh, my first time. Uh, was around 1996, 1997. <laughs> oh. And when I, I, I was here, I was, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it was time. way before you, David. <laughs> and, and when, when I started going over there, no one spoke any English at all. It was very rare, uh, especially the younger players. They had, no ability to speak English at all. It was always using translators to communicate with each other. Where um, did you learn to speak English? You know, because uh, we were in communism, you know, so uh, uh, we learned uh, Russian or or uh, uh, German so language. So, yep. And then after after uh, revolution there. Uh, uh, we started to learn English a little bit, and I I learned with with uh, one guy, David uh, David Ohnutek. Uh, I I said hello because uh, he <laughs> he helped me a lot with English. Uh, uh, we call each other uh, thirty minutes two, two times in a week. Uh, I don't know uh, one and a half year. So wow. Uh, That's uh, for me because uh, I had uh, school uh, this this uh, English lessons and 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 hockey. So uh, for me, uh, uh, I, I don't have so so much free time, you know. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, describe for us uh, what kind of defenseman are you? What are your strengths? And what are the things you need to improve on most? Uh, I think uh, I need to improve my strength, you know, because uh, I'm I'm uh, tall, but uh, I I don't have a lot of muscles for uh, North America for uh, small rings, uh, uh, more fighting than than in Europe. So uh, I think my strength is my weakness. Uh, and and uh, something with uh, with uh, D zone, you know, one on one fighting on the boards. 
uh, I think that's my uh, weaknesses. Okay, Adam. Um, so you're about to get on a plane and come over to North America and get drafted. Um, has that sunk in yet? Are you nervous? <laughs> uh, all family, uh, uh, a little bit nervous. Because... <laughs> yeah? Is your whole family? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my little brother and, and, and parents. Wow. Okay. David, as part of the NHL draft process, you've had lots of interviews with NHL teams. How many interviews have you had? So far, uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe do uh, any face to face with uh, European scouts, and uh, I think maybe ten in in Zoom with uh, all our organization, and uh, of course in 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 Montreal uh, we will have uh, some some interviews there. Yeah, we have about ten interviews scheduled in Montreal over yeah. one and a half days. What are the what are those interviews like for a top player ranked in the draft? What kind of questions are asked of you in those interviews? My my weaknesses, my my strengths in in the game, uh, but uh, I think everything will be some 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 same. Uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, my my hometown. Uh, something about my uh, about my journey to Pilsen to to check Czech national team. So uh, that's that's question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one team in the past that has asked players in the interviews if they were a dog, <laughs> what kind of dog would they be? Have you had any <laughs> really no. strange no. or weird questions? Uh, that uh, you remember from any team? Uh, maybe one one uh, weird question uh, was, uh, uh, well, what kind of animal uh, do, do you like to be? So, <laughs> and, uh, and what did you answer? <laughs> a tiger or, or something like that. <laughs> good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. What NHL scout told me that you have the hardest shot of any player in the draft this year. And he called it a bomb. <laughs> and you've been known for it your shot. It is a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> did you always have a bomb or did, is it something that you developed over the years, how did you learn to shoot the puck like that? <laughs> well, maybe uh, uh, it, uh, it it is na- naturally, you know, because uh, I don't na- some some special drills for for slap shot or something like that. I, I don't have it, so uh, uh, I need to uh, shoot on one hundred percent and score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another scout said to me um, that you are a fluid, smooth skater who carries the puck with poise 
and that you're very calm when you carry the puck. What, tell us about that. Do you feel comfortable when you're skating with the puck? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel comfortable because uh, my, my coaches uh, uh, said to me, uh, play with the puck, uh, make, make some, some, some different pass than, than other guys. So uh, I, I want to play with the puck uh, uh, to find uh, uh, difficult passes, you know, uh, great assists, nice assists. That's, that's my game. Okay, so at the World Juniors this year in Edmonton that got postponed Mm -hmm. and is going to be played again in August, you injured your knee and you ended up needing surgery and missed half of your season rehabilitating from surgery. Could you tell us what that was like for you? It was tough for me, but uh, I I had good rehab. Uh, uh, I, I was uh, every morning in the gym and and uh, then uh, thirty minutes uh, on the ice without puck. So uh, tough for me because uh, it was hard to to get back to uh, be stronger than than uh, be, before surgery. So uh, tough for me, but. Uh, I, I want to be uh, back and play play some some games uh, this season. And you ended up coming back in a big way. <laughs> played with the Czech national team, the men at the World Championships. Uh, one of the youngest defensemen to ever play for the Czech national team with the men. Um, what was that uh, like for I'm, you? I am. I am. Uh, Youngest scorer in Czech national team. Yes, You're the youngest, wow. youngest, def- youngest defenseman to ever score a goal with the Czech national team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who is first? Who is who? first? Fabio. Jeremy Jäger is first. Jeremy Jäger, <laughs> but, <laughs> but David, he's not a defenseman. That's right. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But in everything they showed him, you know. And I'm so old, I was probably there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous because Jager <laughs> uh, played uh, 1,000 games and, and, and in NHL. So <laughs> you have big shoes to fit into. Yeah. 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 You know, one year, um, Martin Havlat. Um, I want to get this yeah. right. He won a gold medal at the World Junior Championships and a gold medal at the World Championships with the men in the same year. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Maybe yeah. I will be same. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> well, uh, Talk to us a little bit about your work in the gym uh, and some of your training. Uh, what are you doing in the gym right now? And tell us um, a little bit about how you train and what you do. Uh, 
I'm training uh, right now with uh, Dominic Codras. Uh, he is he's my my training coach. Uh, he works uh, with the uh, Czech national team, so uh, uh, that's great for me. Great great guy. Uh, we are good friends. So three weeks. Uh, I, I train with him and, and after draft uh, we, we will see what happens because uh, then uh, we'll be maybe uh, development camp and uh, world championship. So tough summer for me. It's Long a big, big summer for you. Busy summer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so when, when you were growing up, did you have a favorite NHL team? I want to win uh, very small Czech players. Uh, I want to win that team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and did you have a favorite favorite player that you looked up to and said, "I want to be like that"? No, don't know. Uh, I want to be your uh, check. Uh, I I I want to have my my own style. So. I don't have any idol, you know, Jager, uh, uh, that's uh, more than president in in, <laughs> in Czech Republic. So, uh, but I don't have any idol. Okay. Wow. I like that. Some confidence, David. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have confidence. I don't have confidence. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very, very cool. That's, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a big week for you and you're kind of, I don't know, Alan, I don't know what kind of poise you normally expect from, from people David's age at this time of the year, but it um, seems pretty okay, pretty comfortable. Yep. Um, a lot of uh, uh, scouts and even some general managers have called me after your Zoom interviews over the last few weeks, and they've told me they really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, really enjoyed your answers and were very impressed with how you speak English uh, because many uh, players still from Czech Republic at your age um, don't speak um, much English, but you're always willing to try. And David, trust me, your English is much better than my Czech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Czech English is uh, very difficult. Yes, very (laughs) difficult. Yeah. So, David, listen, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you Tuesday in Montreal Mm -hmm. and having a great week, draft week in Montreal uh, with you and your whole family. Thank you very much and have a good day, guys. Thank Thank you, you. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. This has been Agent Provocateur with Alan Walsh and Adam Wilde. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Follow Alan Walsh on Twitter at Walsh A. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts by searching Agent Provocateur and hitting the subscribe button. YouTube.com slash SDPN. 